the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You got it locked on 989 The Answer. Vince Tornado sitting in for Bruce Hooley. And over the last hour, he talked about uh, several stories, the one being the buzz across the Internet. Taylor Swift and Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey are probably dating. And there was even one website that had a, a great timeline. So if you want to break down the uh, the timeline of their budding relationship, uh, you can do that on the Internet. Uh, and so we also uh, talked about how Usher is going to be doing the halftime show this year in February of 2024. And uh, also addressed uh, some possibly encouraging news that is happening at the border. Mexico has apparently what is being described as a 15-step action plan to help take care of some of the issues at the border. But the bad news is there are still uh, thousands and thousands and thousands every day of uh, folks who are coming across the border. It's a mix of largely single men. Uh, There are some families, uh, and then there's a small number of children. uh, And that brings up a number of concerns. Of course, uh, human trafficking. You have issues with uh, drugs coming across the border. It's something that's got to be dealt with, and uh, the obvious answer is put a front door on your house. Okay, let's put up a wall. And um, also, at the same time, I think we uh, can't put up, entirely put up, an emotional wall with this issue because there are, I'm guessing, I, I don't know the number, but just based on the complexities of life and how something is generally not very straightforward, uh, there's probably some decent people who are just trying to make a go for it and actually travel the 3,000-plus miles up the border. Uh, but uh, we'll see what happens with that uh, 15-step action plan uh, coming out of uh, Mexico. Uh, but the bad news is, too, um, the mayor of El Paso, who is indeed a Democrat, calls the immigration system broken and is uh, saying we're just saying the same thing over and over again. And El Paso is, quote, at a breaking point. Um, so hopefully something can be done with that uh, and we can uh, stop uh, just mindlessly bussing people to cities around America, which um, I don't know what's, you know, th- there was a wise man one time who said that you can't take a look at where something takes you today or not even tomorrow. You got to look at where something's going to take you 10, 15, 20 years down the road. So what will these actions today, like the 15-step action plan that uh, Mexico is apparently going to be utilizing to depressurize these cities? So, so what, what, are, what are these steps today? What, what, what are the, the busing issues? What are these things going to do down the road? That's really the question you have to ask yourself when you look at these issues. But one thing uh, that I do want to touch on um, is the importance of, uh, you know, maintaining your uh, your spiritual health. Uh, and like I said, when we ended the last uh, the last hour, you know, ultimately, one of the greatest things to know is that, uh, you know, God's not sitting on his throne, uh, you know, wringing his hands and uh, terrified at, oh, what are those uh, human beings going to do next? Because he's got the plan, he's in charge. Uh, and that is a, a great blessing to uh, to know that. And uh, just to uh, have that reality in my mind on a, a daily basis. So, 
a uh, great friend and uh, somebody who I work with on a regular basis on their show. It is uh, Your Next Step. You can listen to uh, Doyle and uh, Jennifer Jackson. She's on there as well. His wife. It is on at uh, 1030 on our sister station, WRFD, 880 WRFD, uh, Pastor Doyle Jackson from the church next door. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Vince. I uh, appreciate you having me and Bruce having me. I've, I've been on the show with Bruce before, too. Yeah, so uh, I, I guess I guess you can, you can thank Bruce uh, and, and appreciate uh, the time to uh, to do the show today and, of course, the staff here at 98.9. But I guess by way of kind of reintroduction, since you have been on the show before, for the folks who may not have uh, heard you uh, prior, uh, what what convinced you, uh, I guess your origin story, uh, convinced you to to become a pastor? When did you know that this is what I want to do with my life? Well, first, I want, I'm going to go back to the Taylor Swift thing, the yes. Taylor Swift-Kelso relationship. Yes, yes, yes. So so what do you think the odds makers are? <laughs> you know, you, you know they, they bet on everything today. It, it's so are they, are they, you know, they holding odds on how long this relationship will go? It, when will it really start? And, and the reason I, I say that is because it's just part of entertainment. Yes. Yeah. We no one has an expectation that we're going to celebrate their 50th uh wedding anniversary 50 years from now. I don't know. I'm I'm an optimist. Maybe. Let's believe. Let's believe that they can make it. <laughs> All right. Well, I just think I I I think that it's it's unfair to them if they really are having a relationship, but it's just it's just where it is. So why would why would anybody go into ministry? That was that was the question I asked myself. Why not work like a a, a desk job or something? You know why? Um, not? I mean, because it just it, it's in your family. I know I know your father yeah. um, started World Outreach Church, and and it's been something that uh, I, I guess is it. Some, somebody could argue and say, well, it's a product of your environment, which I guess is partially true. But at the same time, if you're going to be a pastor, you have to genuinely feel a call and be passionate about reaching people for Christ. Well, it was. It goes further back than that because um, the the origin story for uh, my family and ministry is my mother had a cancer diagnosis, mm-hmm. and she was she was given six months to live, and in the midst of that, she prayed. She was on the way to Mayo Clinic, and uh, because of the cancer diagnosis that she had in uh, in Columbia, Missouri, she wanted to go to another doctor and. She prayed. She said, God, let me know the truth before I die. And the short answer to that is God showed up in the midst of that. Um, she got to Mayo Clinic, and they couldn't find cancer, and they sent her home. And over the next six months, um, she got into uh, a Bible study, and she came to know Jesus as her Lord and Savior. And uh, one day, she's cleaning house, and she's praying, and a voice said to her, you asked me to know the truth before you die. And she said, yes, I did. So she's having this conversation, my mom is, with this voice that she hears. Was it in like an auto inner? She describes it as an audible voice that she heard. And she said, yes, I did. And, And the voice said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And because she's reading the Bible, she goes and opens up the gospel of John. And, and that's exactly what, what Jesus said. And, um, that experience of coming to know Jesus as a real, living, risen Savior transformed my parents and transformed my brothers and I, my life, and um, we began to serve the Lord. And yes, in 1980, uh, my father, the veterinarian, started a church, 
And um, did your parents did your parents go to church prior to that experience? Did yes, they? my my mom grew up in uh, Southwest Missouri, going to what we called the Holiness Church. Okay, uh, and it was a very legalistic uh, background, lots of rules. And in the midst of that, though, she never really understood what it meant to have a personal relationship with God. My father went to the Methodist Church, and um, he somehow he says, you know, they didn't ever really talk about the Bible in the in the church that he was a part of in a way that he understood that personal relationship. Uh, and so they knew about God; they were good moral people, but they didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus. They didn't read their Bible regularly. They didn't pray. Well, I, I want to double back really quick because number one, this is a, a miraculous, beautiful story that uh, you know I'm already familiar with, and it never loses its power when you hear it. Uh, but at the time of your mother's cancer diagnosis, she was expecting you, correct? Correct. Yeah, she was she was pregnant with me, and they uh, they took me by a C-section uh, because they wanted to to go ahead and have me and uh, to start treatment process on her as soon as they could. Wow. And it's just, it's incredible just to know that there is that hand of God on your guys' life. But, but post womb, you know, you're, you're, you're growing up, like, was there a moment in like your academic career when it was just like this person was like, man, you got it. You got the gift of, uh, of preaching. Well, I didn't, I didn't necessarily, um, um, I didn't. I didn't want to be a preacher or a pastor. I always. My father was a veterinarian. I, I love veterinary medicine. That's yeah. what was my interest. And uh, my senior year of high school, I began to, to really in my own personal life, began to, to try to serve God as a teenager. Yeah. And um, I felt like, well, maybe I need to, to do something that would impact God. And I was actually interested in. Uh, being an electrical engineer and being a part of Christian radio and that kind of stuff at that time in my life. And um, that's what I kind of shifted to. But it was a couple years later in college when I felt like God said, and I don't even want to use the word God said, I felt within myself that I needed to serve God. And um, that's when I relented. It was like my third year of college when I said yes to going into ministry, but I didn't know what that meant. It it is a weird thing when you try to describe to somebody your relationship with God because it is something that oftentimes you cannot fully see, but it is something so deeply personal and connected within oneself, such that y- you have to try to describe like this is it, this is the reality. This, I know this. I, I I know this in my soul. This this is the truth. This is the way. Much like your mother heard and experienced as well. So. It's uh, Vince Tornado in for Bruce Hooley. We've got uh, Doyle Jackson, the pastor of the church next door. I'm going to do a little Ask the Pastor. It'll be fun. So stick around. We'll be back in about four minutes. Going to ask some good, solid questions. we got more coming at you right here on 98.9 FM, The Answer. You got Vince Tornado in for Bruce Hooley here on 98.9, The Answer. And in the studio, we have a uh, great local pastor from The Church Next Door. Check him out online. It's thechurchnextdoor.org. Also, listen to their show. Uh, spoiler alert, I uh, happen to produce that show as well. It is 
Uh, your next step. You can hear it on 880 WRFD, the sister station, to here at 98.9. And uh, Doyle Jackson, uh, welcome back to the uh, Bruce Hooley Show. Thank you very much for having me. Okay, so in the last segment, we talked about your call on your career and when you knew that, hey, I- I'm going to be a pastor. I think the first question I think about as as we do kind of an ask, ask the pastor here thing, and by the way, the number, if you want to ask Doyle a question, this is uh, kind of uh, you know, whatever issue you're facing, like we, it's here. Like call us, 844-TALK-989, 844-825-5989. We'd love to hear from you and uh, get you on the air and uh, get your question on here on this Ask a Pastor segment. So I guess the question that I would have is, I actually had a conversation um, you know, on the way into the studio, and I was talking with uh, an insurance agent. And this insurance agent uh, was talking about how people have changed post-COVID, and, and, and not for the better. Um, he's had like record numbers of claims and things, and just people's stress levels— uh, their health is different, and and I don't want to like answer what I presume is your this answer- like life insurance or is this yeah, well, health insurance? All of it. Is it all of it? Homeowners, all car? of it, all okay. of it. Accidents and stuff I, like I, that. I believe that there's more car wrecks because people are driving crazy. Yeah, well, the, you know that we we see that every day. Like on two seventy, it's like you're you're driving around. It's just like I'm always surprised at how like fast somebody's going past me. Like I'll be going past the Westerville exit, and I'll be like, "Look, man, I'm going seventy five. Come on." That's right. But the question I'm getting to is this. How have you seen, because you've been a pastor for 30 years, how have you seen people change from 1993 to 2023? What's the biggest difference in your mind? Well, I think the the biggest difference is uh, in in 1993, people that, that considered themselves Christians, okay, were part of a local congregation— and it was uh, a fairly small network of Christian friends that they had. So when you talk about the local pastorate, you know, you, you went to a local church, and these were your, your Christian friends. Well, since uh, the, the advent of the Internet since 1993, you now have this whole digital presence of Christianity. And, you know, yes, we had TV and radio uh, but the internet, it, it's it's like the Gutenberg press of our day because there's so much more access now. So before people really only had access to their pastor, well, now they have access to thousands of pastors. And, you know, COVID really emphasized that because in, in COVID, people now, um, they they have multiple streams of information about Christian uh, life and ministry, and they're they're picking their practice. Does that make sense? Where yeah. it was, whereas it was a small network, now people say, well, I'm part of the, the universal church. I don't really have a local church that I attend. I, I listen to the radio. I, I watch so-and-so on TV. Um, I They don't believe in participation in the local church the way they once did since over the past 30 years. That that is funny that you bring that up, and it's funny in that that insurance agent that I was talking to was saying um, how he would listen to particular pastors and preachers, and how COVID has kind of changed his involvement in church life. And oh he, yeah, he he I I believe that the man is a Christian and is is a good guy, but he himself has actually you know, fallen away from regular church attendance. And I can think of multiple people who have. 
And it's hard because, you know, like we talk about, you know, in, in the last hour, all the other issues that we discussed, you know, there there are so many, like, good things on one hand, but it's also bad, too. It's so good because great messages, good messages like, you know, you know, different, different, uh, you know, different things, different things can flourish. You can have such an access to the gospel. Yep. But um, on the other hand, we all know that there is so many dark, terrible things that you can inject into your soul on the web as well. So you have the great growth of the internet being about 10 years old when you started uh, your, uh, your job as a pastor or your calling rather. And so it's interesting to see just that, that dichotomy there of like what a blessing this is, but like you're saying, what a distraction it can be from corporate involvement in a local congregation. Well, the, the world has changed in, in some some great ways, some good ways, okay? Uh, but, you know, we, we don't always uh, absorb them well, okay? So your your grandparents, okay, they they loved the, the Sears and Roebuck catalog or the JCPenney's catalog. They liked it because it gave them options, right? They could sit there and they could flip through it. Well, your generation, my generation now, we have Amazon and Google, so we have multiple options, and it was one thing, you know, 30 years ago when people would go listen to their pastor and they may listen to Chuck Swindoll or Charles Stanley on the radio, but or Bob now, Bernie. Or Bob Bernie. Uh and and but now they're actually they're they're being told, well, you know, you can you can be a part of a, a virtual church. And I don't think Chuck Swindoll ever had that imagination. Neither did Charles Stanley, they they just thought that they were a supplement to your being a part of the local body of Christ. And people now have stepped away, and they just you know they don't go to church as often. They don't participate. Yeah, in how that impacts the community. I guess the next question then it kind of begs the question then it's it's not wrong to have some sort of like online church, you know. So if no, you, I don't if, think so. If if if, if you we do have, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm guilty if it is. Guilty is charged over there. And so it's it's okay to have that as an access point to the message of the Bible, but then at like what point does are, are you possibly enabling, you know, that that type of behavior? Why is it not up to you or how you view that? You know what I'm saying? It's just okay, like Okay, but, but, but let's 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 look at it in a different area, okay? So, um legally, all right? Uh do you have an attorney? And you have someone that you know their yes. number, and you can call, and you can ask legal questions. Sure. Yet we all know they advertise legal Zoom out there. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that are trying to live life using uh, apps and the and and the online to take care of their legal issues, but uh, you you it can leave you in a real sticky place. Okay. I, I tell people all the time. I think that everybody needs to have a, a doctor that they know and they go and see. If you have a relationship with them over years, they can help you out a lot better. If you're part of a Christian community, and that's what Jesus built. Jesus said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And so if you want to succeed against the evil in this world, you need to participate with the local church. And there's a lot of people who are saying, well, I don't I don't necessarily believe in uh, being a part of that. I've, I've kind of checked out on that. I, I think I know everything I need to know spiritually. But what is that going to do for our children, our grandchildren, and the nation in the future? 
I think the other thing that I think about too is there there's a certain level of accountability and just you know good there is of you know you know with all the move to working remotely you know people are less connected in some ways and so there's an importance of actually having people with you in your life to have that kind of level of accountability so we'll talk a little bit more about that but I also want to talk a little bit about how people of faith how we Christians should be viewing issues like the border as well because charity without guidelines is also enabling so we'll wrestle with that next here on 98.9 The Answer Three-star general Michael J. Flynn head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency knew all the government's dirty secrets He was one of the most respected generals in the military Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to He understood its funding He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors This set off alarm bells The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.